0: feel like I'm a little all over the place. I did just meditate, but the meditation in itself was very um I said a burp. <laughs> it was very um just heart opening and it was a lot of awareness. It was a lot of releasing some things that I've just been holding on to recent recently and just a lot of thought, like patterns that I keep thinking the same thing over and over. I am OCD, but I also think this is just natural habit, um, or it can be maybe. Actually, I don't really know. Seems like a lot of people I know have this issue, but I think it's normal in my world to, like, obsessively think the same storyline about my life, if that makes sense. Like, like say, I'm struggling with money, so like daily, I'm just gonna be like, fuck, I need to get my money up. fuck, should I get a second job, should I do this, like money, 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 I'm gonna keep thinking but I'm gonna keep having these same thoughts, because it's, it's a stressor for me, it's something that I want to be better, it's something I see that I would like to change, and I focus so much on the fact that it's not changing, that I'm not able to like take a deep breath, and like realize like, hey, this is all I'm thinking about, this is not helpful, like let's think productive thoughts, like productive Thoughts lead to productive actions. If think about it, if I'm thinking just negative shit all the fucking time, like I that is physically gonna drain me. Like your mind, body, and soul are connected. So, when we're talking about thinking and using our mind just all the time, it's a great tool. It's it helps us remember shit. It helps us come up with ideas. It's amazing, but it just doesn't really have an off switch a lot of times, um, and. At least in my brain. (laughs) And, um... That'd be so crazy to be in a brain that just, like... Didn't, like, really think about things. Like, I don't even... I couldn't even imagine that. Um... So... (laughs) What was I saying? (laughs) Um... Yeah, when when I'm thinking these negative things... It's mentally draining me. And since my mind and body are connected... It's then draining my physical body and I feel tired and exhausted and weak and just like I don't have the energy I don't have the motivation like whatever I just feel so brain dead because my brain is in overdrive if I'm not doing what I need to to take care of that I'm gonna get tired I'm gonna get sick and your body can act start getting like physically ill not just like oh I'm exhausted and tired and maybe a little depressed like no like you start feeling sick, like you get the flu a lot or stomach problems or you start, um, like I've had a fucking heart attack just from like fucking stress and overwhelm and from avoiding the situation, like just obsessively thinking about the situation, but not thinking anything good about it. So therefore I don't have the energy to change the situation. And then I'm just getting sicker and sicker with these same repetitive thoughts over and over. And, um, It's not until you decide that, like, hey, I'm tired of thinking this way. Um, You know, like, you just get tired of your own shit. You get tired of the own story you keep telling yourself over and over. It just starts to become pathetic. It's like, I like to imagine it, like, say I have, like, my best friend who is telling me all the reasons they can't go out and achieve that dream or you know say that thing they really need to or let go of this whatever like whatever they need to do they have all these excuses as to why they can't like eventually like aren't you irritated of hearing them like talk i know for me like i'm not trying to be rude but like i get tired of hearing people sit there and complain all the fucking time they're not doing shit like all they're doing is viewing things in a negative way i've been that person i still am that person it's human nature i think to just choose the easy way out and think of all the reasons why we can't because it's like comfortable not to change we know what to expect right but it's like exhausting like now that I'm aware of what I'm doing what it makes me more hyper aware when other people do it it's like you know what that's I don't want to be around someone that's just focusing on all the constant negative things in life well what if this goes wrong what if this goes wrong like okay what if this goes right? Like you are gonna give yourself a bad result by thinking it into existence because you know, even if something good happened, you're so focused on all of the negative and all the bad things, on all the fear, all the worry, all the stress that that good thing is just not gonna feel good to you. It's gonna be like, whatever, because you're just so consumed in these negative thought patterns. I need to drink some tea. Take a deep breath too. Um welcome to on an Impulse. My name is Paige. <laughs> um I'm talking about career codependency and commitment today. Um and I've written a lot of things and I've got a little poem. I actually have two poems. So you're this is going to be like a little bit of a long podcast, I think. Um I wrote two poems and then I'm also just going to kind of talk about like what I meant about those poems and then where I'm at in my life with those three C's, career, commitment, and codependency. Um, So I kind of want to go back into this fear thing since I was right here. Um, And that will kind of talk about a little bit commitment and career. Um, So Elizabeth Gilbert um, has this quote, and I I don't think this is the exact quote, but um, fear is the most boring story in the world because it only has one note, which is no. Like, listen to that. Like, fear is the most boring story in the world because it has only one note, which is no. Fear is so boring because the only outcome you get out of fear is like, that's not going to work. I can't do that. It's not possible. No, I'm too scared. That's the only thing that comes out of fear is a no. It's boring. You you don't change. You don't grow. You don't become better. You don't get to experience new things. You don't get to, like, let go of what's holding you back. You don't get to feel anything different when you allow yourself to live in fear. And we all have fear. That's fine. Like, don't judge yourself for being afraid. It's natural. But, like, are you going to let it consume you? Are you going to let it control you? Um... i'm just gonna kind of read what i wrote down and then if i need to edit what i said (laughs) because i know i did not write this in like good sentences well sentences what am i saying the idea of something, this fantasy we have of whatever it is we want, that career, that relationship is always built up into this amazing dream of potential in our heads. And we get terrified to actually go after it because we are scared. It's not going to live up to what we have built up in our minds. I also just was meditating and I was listening to this like guided meditation and it was kind of like affirmations. And he was like, um, what did he say? So it hold on wait. <laughs> okay. It was like there is no need for perfection. Like perfection doesn't exist. Like perfection is just an idea. Perfection isn't reality. And I as a perfectionist, I feel like everything just needs to line up perfectly and like I need to know all the things and be able to do all the things and have all the right tools and network and like I need to have all these things lined up before I can start doing that thing I want to do and I let I let the idea of what I want to do just consume me that I don't do anything I I just strive for this perfection in my life that ultimately is never going to get me anywhere not even close to perfection because I'm trying so hard I'm not just like doing what I need to do I'm just thinking about all the things I should be doing because the idea of having this perfect romantic life with like this partner that like is very healthy and balanced and they give me my space and I give them theirs but we're still there for each other and experience each other and like all these whatever we communicate well and like it's fun and it's not like yeah relationships are always work but it doesn't feel like that as much because it's just easy they're your friend first and you know you have this idea of like wow that's a great great idea it's this fantasy I really want to have that But then the reality of it is, right, like, it's not just going to be that. You have to put in the effort. You have to put in the action. You can't just think about your fantasy. It's great, great because you're like, okay, well, if I live in this ideal state, like, this is good. Like, this feels good because this is perfect in my head. If I just imagine it, like, that's better than actually trying. Because what if when I try, it isn't all I want it to live up to in my head? But the thing is, you're going to become bitter because you're just going to think about it. And you're never, ever going to find out if it's real or not. You never take the chance to figure out if it is that idea perfect. And maybe it ends up perfect, but not in the way you imagined. But if you never give it the chance and the opportunity to try, you'll never know. Um... yeah, (laughs) so, uh, momentary think pause there, um, if I don't just try and be in a relationship, I don't try to have good, better communication skills, like, when I'm feeling a certain way, like, I need to communicate that, I can't just sit here and expect them to know what I'm thinking, they don't fucking know me, in reality, no one knows anyone, we could be with someone for five years, 10 years, 30, we don't know what's actually going on in their fucking mind, scary to think about, but, we don't know so if we don't speak up how we feel like yeah we can be so in tune with someone and we want someone to care enough to ask and there is like a boundary of like that person i think should notice these things about you if they really cared but also at the same time like we are human and like we are inherently focused on self like they are in their own head living their own world stressing about opposite shit from you and you're over here stressing about like fuck i don't know they're so in their head that it's making me feel disconnected from their them and instead of like communicating that you just think like oh they don't like me oh like blah 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 you become so codependent on like how this other person feels or you're so worried about how they feel about you that it's affecting your life and you're not able to like live on your own and focus on your own priorities i actually don't think that any of that made sense now that i just said it like it did But what I started with is not what I ended with, I guess. Um, Tea break. Codependency is, like, difficult. That was a difficult lesson. (laughs) It's, like, difficult. Um, It was a hard lesson for me to learn and something I've been learning for the past few years. And I really think I now am coming to a lot better understanding and idea of how I would like to approach it and all that good stuff I guess um I think I can go into one of my poems now let me see what I wrote yeah I'm gonna go into one of my poems because it's kind of talking about codependency and like this um this idea of like a relationship in my mind um and I wrote it, I think, from a pretty cool perspective. I would love for someone to kind of send me a voice memo on here. You can do that. Um, send me a voice memo and tell me like, what you thought of like my perspective. Um, okay, I'm going to try and read this and not stutter, but no guarantees. Okay. The single dish theory. I have this theory that some people are better off alone. Maybe this is something I tell myself so that I do not feel so alone. I go to my kitchen cabinet. I've made myself dinner. To grab a plate. To my amusement, that is exactly what I find. A plate. One singular plate, along with one singular bowl. I never bothered to buy more than one. What does a single person need more than one dish for? In logical terms, this seems very steep jobs of me. No need to overconsume in a world where that is all we do no reason to buy more than one if it is just you i opened my bottle of 7.99 red blend wine and returned to the cabinet for my wine glass my one singular wine glass as i taste hints of red cherry and tobacco i pondered the thought that maybe i subconsciously knew i was not ready for more than one plate to be in my house the responsibility of having to wash two plates seemed heavy to me Think about when I have a wave of depression, what will be easier to convince myself to get out of bed and do? One dish or two? Imagine if there was two plates, that would mean there's also two bowls, two spoons, and two cups to wash it all down with. Six dishes is an awful lot. Imagine if one of those dishes gets a scratch on it, or even a chip. I would be required to love it all the same. What if that dish, like that dish from the past, burns my hand every time I put a home-cooked meal on it? What if that second dish breaks and looks at the first dish expectantly, as if saying, it's your job to fix me? Or worse, if that first dish now has to be responsible for the weight of two meals? No, no. Having one dish is much simpler. However, sometimes, occasionally, I admit, I make a meal so grand I wish I had another plate to put it on. Every now and then I pour the red wine and think how fun it would be to cling my glass against another's proclamation that this is only just the beginning, or perhaps in celebration or even an understanding. What if I bake a cake, one far too big, to finish one's own, and then I ruminate over the idea that more than one plate would be helpful, enjoyable even, in this very moment. Imagine I had more than one dish, and that other dish did not ask me to clean it, it shared the load. Or maybe that dish makes dinner for me one night, and suddenly I am the second dish. Can you believe that there is a possibility of a second dish that does not ask you to fix it? To fill its plate? That they are only there to enjoy each other's full plates together? What if I did not have to buy another plate? Maybe they brought their own. Oh, I would sigh with relief at the existence of a cup that was already full, one that wanted me to try a sip of theirs and they a sip of mine, and we reveled in deliciousness of each other. Perhaps I'd be interested in having more than one dish in my home. It could even be called our home. Now that I think about it, my theory does not stand. I have a new theory that sometimes it's best to wait to enjoy your singular dish to fill it with whatever you desire until eventually someone else will come along with their singular dish and a great big smile, excited to share each other's recipes. It won't feel like a burden only you have to carry. I kind of feel like I fucking ate that shit up. Like, I feel like y'all are like, damn, what did she just fucking say? Yeah, okay. So, this is like a true story. I was cooking dinner. I went into my cabinet. I was like, I'm going to grab a plate. And I looked in the sink. I was like, fuck, my plate, my dish is dirty. It's in the sink. And I was like, why do I only have one plate? I should have more than one plate. Then I wouldn't have to worry if there was one dish in the sink. And I was like, well, I guess I don't really need one more than one dish it's just me like just wash your fucking plate bitch but then it got me into this whole like round page inside my head where I was like I only have one plate and I really only have one bowl and I have one wine glass like what if I had someone over for dinner what if I wanted to make someone some food like I like and we both wanted to eat together like I wouldn't have anything for them to eat on And I started thinking about that fact, like, this kind of felt like it resembled, like, maybe I wasn't ready to be in a relationship. (laughs) And this is also me, like, overthinking, like, going deep into this fucking thought about only having one plate. But, like, I I felt like it kind of resembled my life. Like, or I I love the idea of having this other plate in my life, but it scared me because I've been codependent before. And uh it's it's scary I don't want to go back to that. I don't want that to happen. I want it to be healthy and i want- i i don't yeah just before in my in a, my codependent relationship and I've had other codependent relationships, not just like romantic but also like friend wise and family and it's like I'm not responsible for your healing, and just because I understand your pain doesn't mean that I need to feel your pain and I'm not going to pick up, you know, there's a difference between being there for someone and, you know, loving them and caring about them. And like, you know, some in relationships, it's, it should be like 50, 50, but sometimes it needs to be 80, 20 every now and then, but it should not always be 80, 20 there. You shouldn't make excuses for their 20 when you're always putting in the 80 and they're only putting in 20 and they don't care to go higher than 20. Like, you know, there's a difference and when I was touching on earlier, I think the biggest thing is like worrying whether like how they were feeling was like affecting me. So like if they weren't doing good in life, then that meant I wasn't doing good in life. And like, because I was so worried about them, I was so focused on trying to make them better and like trying to help them heal. And like, I've been there before, like, I don't want them to feel that like, this is what I did. You do what I do. Like here, try this out. Let's go to this doctor and this therapist. And like, let's try this group. And like, let's fucking do this and do that like you know like let's get you better and it's not my job it's not my job to worry about if they I can care about them and I don't want them to be sad and I and I can do what I can to be show them like this this is how you help somebody like you don't try to fix their life for them you fix your own life and you take care of you and you show them like hey this is what it fucking looks like this is you can feel this good you can feel happy like be an inspiration to them don't try to force your inspiration onto them just be one by taking care of yourself and naturally if you're taking care of yourself those people that aren't meant to be in your life those people that just cannot take care of themselves they're going to fall out of your life and that's going to feel painful and that's going to suck and it's going to make you scared to fall in love again because you're like fuck I don't i don't want to feel any of that ever again I don't want to have to like waste my time with somebody, but my thing is it's never a waste because you learn so much about yourself. You learn so much about you want what you want what you don't want and i i I quite frankly don't want to stay with somebody where like yeah it's gonna suck leaving and whatever I'll be lonely again and like i'll have to start over with someone new eventually and I'll have to heal all these things blah blah, blah. yeah, like that's work. I totally get it, but at the same time like okay. Like this wasn't, this didn't make me happy. The way that I lived this relationship with someone, I did not enjoy it. I was not fulfilled. And a relationship is not supposed to fulfill you, but you're not supposed to use a relationship. I was going to say the same thing. You're not supposed to use a relationship to fulfill you. Um, hold on. I wrote something down for that. Actually, you can't, You're supposed to use a relationship and use someone as a reflection of self to heal versus using them to avoid healing. So you shouldn't sink yourself solely into another person. This can also apply to like friendships and like family relationships. You can't like sink yourself so concerned with this other person that you stop taking care of you, that you avoid healing. You can't just use the fact that they aren't doing good and you want to help them and be there for them as an excuse to not take care of yourself. And I've, I've fallen into that many times, like with, you know, family seeing like, you know, like I want them to be positive. I want them to see like, you know, this meditation helps me, this yoga helps me like thinking this way in these books and like having this perspective and like just wanting them so bad to see what you see. But like, if they're not willing to put on the glasses, like you can't fucking make them you, you can put the glasses on them, but they're just going to close their eyes and it's going to be frustrating to you. You're going to get angry and it's, it's going to make you sick um, I just feel like my voice was like, it's gonna make you sick, dude, but it probably didn't sound that way, and I just made fun of myself, um, and I think the thing about codependent relationships, um, and moving forward into, like, wanting to commit someone after you've experienced that is, like, one time, like, take the time for yourself to, like, find out what you didn't like about that, like, have some real self-reflection of, like, you know, moving forward, you know, instead of operating out of fear, instead of not chasing that dream or chasing that relationship that I want, like, what can I do differently this time? What do I want to feel this time around? And like, instead of letting fear rule you and keep you from ever experiencing something good, like allow yourself to have a clearer vision of what you want. And, you know, for me, that's like stability and consistency and like the long run, um, you know, constantly being there for someone, Um, and not just, and not in a way where it's like, it's taking up all your time, but just showing up for someone when it matters, and just showing up in little ways, showing them that you care, showing them that this isn't for nothing, and that you enjoy their presence, and that, you know, just being a friend to them, too, I think that's so important to me, it's just, at the end of the day, I want to know that, like, you don't judge me, that I can be myself around you, and that you just want to get to know me for who I am and just accept me as that. And, and if it turns out that you, you don't like me, like, you you are also my friend and, like, not wasting each other's time and, you know, going and finding people that do relate to you. And it, and it happens where, like, you love someone for a long time and then you end up growing apart. And that's okay. You love them for that time and you learn so much about yourself. And you realize you're a different person. And loving someone is also letting them go, too. It's a lot. But that's what we're here on this earth to do. We're meant to experience the world. Um, We are in our physical bodies to experience the world physically, not just through our mind. The fear is just a made up in our minds as the dream. I don't know. I'm like reading what I wrote and I'm like, what did I fucking mean by that? (laughs) The fear is just as, Oh, the fear is just as made up in the, in our minds as the dream is. So the fear is all made up just like our fantasy of like what that dream relationship or what that dream job or dream life is going to be. It's all a dream. It's all fake. It's our jobs to make it reality. The price we pay for that is not being present in our own lives and not getting to experience what could be present in our lives if we let go of that fear um so that makes sense like (laughs) I remember I used to say that a lot in the beginning of my podcast and I one of my best friends was like stop fucking saying that it made sense bitch Uh, (laughs) um but if I'm not present in my own life I'm so stuck in my head of like what could be and like I'm so scared of taking any step forward and like I don't want it to be like the past. I'm not ever allowing myself to experience anything in the present because I'm so scared of experiencing anything at all. Um, life is not suddenly going to have a perfect time or place to to do or say things. You're given now, and that's all we know. You could, I could be dead in a minute. Like, knock on some wood. I think that's fucking like, what are apartments made of? Like plywood? Um, no, oh, that's wood, I guess. Just ignore me. Um. <laughs> Things are never going to be perfect. You only have right now. I did not think that I was going to get a call at like 6am from my best friend's mom saying that he was fucking dead. Did not think that that was going to happen. I thought I was going to wake up go to a fucking job that I fucking hated. And you know fight with my best friend and just be depressed. And like I just was expecting the worst for the next day. And it was the worst, just not in the way I fucking expected. That's for fucking sure. But I, you don't know when your last day is going to be. You don't know. All you have is right now. I used to save all my pretty candles that I had and like outfits that I wanted to wear for and lingerie and like recipes till there was an event, till there was a person to wear it for, people to cook it for. And I was doing, all I was doing was delaying my own experience. I was delaying my own happiness I could be dead. What if I never lit those candles or tried that cake I wanted to make or, you know, took that class that I wanted to learn something new in or reach out to that person and tell them how you feel or you know, whatever the fuck, you get what I'm saying? Like, you got to do it now because you're only delaying what you could be experiencing And it. Yeah, it might not end up how you imagined in your head, but it might be better. It might be better in a way you never expected. It might be challenging, but it might help you grow. And you never know, it might be one of the most beautiful things you ever experienced. Like, imagine you died and you said, hey, I want to go back to life just to experience that specifically all over again. But you'll never know if you don't try. You decide what you want to experience, who you want to be, how you want to show up for yourself, others and the world, what you want to offer. With everything going on in the world with all this war and all these just horrible fucking things it should be motivation for you to say hey i'm so fucking blessed to have this opportunity this life this moment to be and do whatever i want to fall in love to get my heart broken to get out of your comfort zone to do that thing that scares you but you've been wanting to try for so long like don't waste this time like it is insane that we are not like starving and working as like slaves um, in the middle of a fucking war, like, we are so blessed to have this moment. Like, don't waste this time and this chance that you've been given. And I know, like, day to day, like, it feels harder than that. I get it. But you, you've you got to, at some point, you got to get tired of the same story over and over. Like, it's a boring story. Fear is boring. Um... And my thing is, when things get difficult, when we experience things that we don't want to experience, you're like, this fucking sucks. And we sit there and think, the universe is testing us. Like, it wants me to break. It wants me to break. Like, like it, you think that these bad things happening are just confirmation to the bad thoughts you're having. But really, the universe isn't testing you. It's giving you an opportunity to be who you said you are who you say you are you say you want to be positive you say you want to experience real love you say you want to enjoy your job you say you want to live passionately you say you want to you know give to others and be an inspiration you say you want to feel energized in the morning but you don't show up for yourself you don't do the things you need to do to be all of those things to experience all those things you're not going to be them overnight either It's going to take time. Just having the patience to just be like, I am where I am today, but also not making an excuse for yourself that like, is there room for me to grow? Am I just avoiding? Or is this just something that takes time? I think I get caught up in it too, where I think like, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Like I'm trying, I am making effort, but I'm not where I want to be. So I think like, oh, that means I'm not doing it enough. That means I should fall back into past patterns and thought patterns. And no, it's it's just a moment for me. I need to take a deep breath. Like, hey, I've gotten this far. I'm not where I was. And I got more to go. But I know I'm going for what I want. I know I'm not letting fear guide me. Um, and this has to do... Um, with career as well which I'm going to get into next um, 30 minutes in I think it's going to be like a 45 minute podcast I'm going to share real quick another little poem that I wrote Um, and then I'll just briefly touch on like how all of this has to do with like your career life Um, because I think I really emphasized on like relationship (laughs) Um, but yeah I'm going to read this poem um also, hold on, before I forget, <laughs> I want to touch in, touch on, um, when I was talking about, you know, moving forward from codependency, I kind of went into, like, a different subject, but when I was talking about focusing on the things that, like, I wanted to experience, like, outside of that, like, the commitment that I wanted to experience, not the codependency, um, and what that looked like, um, These are a few other things that I wrote down. It was about giving myself time to process what I'm feeling and thinking. So not just immediately jumping into like, they haven't texted me yet today. Like that must mean like they don't like me. That must mean I'm not worthy. That must mean I'm not good enough. That must mean whatever fill in the blank you want to think, right? Giving yourself time to process your time. (laughs) Damn, that was a stutter. Giving yourself time to process what you're feeling and thinking. Like, You know, is this really true? Is this how I want to feel about this? Is there evidence to prove any of this? Um, Going slowly in the relationship, I think that's something really important to me. Um, Going slow in the commitment, but being deliberate about it. Like, I am committed. But I'm taking my time. I I want to enjoy the process. Um... Hold on, I had a quote, but I guess I don't know where I wrote that down at, I'm going to be honest. Um, but basically like not needing the person but wanting them. Um, if you want to build something sustainable, honest, and that lasts, it requires consistency and deliberate effort. And that, that goes for everything in our life, not just relationships. That, that goes towards our career, that goes towards our goals, just our hobbies, the things we want to achieve in life, the way we want to feel in life, the experiences we want to have. If you want quality, genuine experiences, it requires consistency of routine within yourself of showing up for yourself of being deliberate in what you want to make happen. Like you can't just make a 2024 vision board and cut out all these magazines and then not take any action or thought into what you just have it sitting in your closet all year. You got to put action into the things that you want. i um, going to just hop into this poem. Let me get a sip of tea. I'm fucking dehydrated, bitch. That cotton mouth like a motherfucker. Um, Okay. (laughs) I attract what I feel, what I believe to be true. When the world inside me was angry, desperate, and unforgiving, so was the world outside of me. When my heart was led by fear, everything was something to be afraid of, even the good things. I did not notice the way this pain consumed me. It does a good job of making you blind. I cannot remember when exactly, the day I started to really see but I do know that when I stopped allowing my past to dictate how my future was going to play out, something shifted inside me. Once I realized it was possible to put down the weight of all I had been carrying, that's when I saw that the life ahead of me does not exist from the moments that shape me, but in the moments I choose to shape myself in the present. I tried just to see if it would work. An experiment, if you will. I decided I would forgive those that hurt me, I no longer worried if everything was going to be okay. I decided I knew it was going to be. I took my anger and called it passion and motivation instead. When I allowed my heart to be led with love, suddenly the world around me wasn't so cruel. When I realized that my perspective and my reaction to the things that occur <laughs> occur in my life are what create my world, I decided I would choose to be happy. That's a choice, you know. It's one you make every day, and you do that by choosing it in every moment throughout the day. You start by not focusing on the things you don't like, but by saying thank you for the things that you do. Showing gratitude for all you have instead of seeing all you lack. I could choose to be angry again, slip back into all that has made me hurt, but then the world around me goes dark, and how could I go back now that I've seen the world in full of color? My experiment turned into my perspective, and though unfavorable things can happen at any moment, so can good things, beautiful things. I have the option to be blind. With all that I know, what? To, hold on. I have the option to be blind. With that, I know what to expect. I know how it will all turn out. Sometimes it's easier being able to say it never works out for me, and pain is the only constant thing. But I choose to see. I think we all get scared that if we aren't blind anymore, we will have a better vision of all the things we've been so afraid of. It's like there's a monster holding us hostage, and we'd rather keep our blindfold on than face the terror of it. But we fail to realize that the blindfold was the scariest part of all, holding us back from ever noticing that the monster left the room a long time ago. It's just been you sitting here alone, waiting for the pain to stop. A pain you choose to ignore out of fear. It's okay to be scared, we all are. But how much longer are you going to choose that fear over love? It's not the world that is denying you of all good things. It is yourself. And sometimes that's the hardest truth of them all. You are not blind. You're deciding you don't want to see. Like what the fuck, bitch? (laughs) I ate that the fuck up. Like that was good. Only stuttered twice. I think with career for me, what's been making me so physically sick and stressed out and stuck being this person that inevitably is not working for me and I don't want to be anymore, that served its purpose but it's no longer serving my purpose, I was so comfortable with what I knew. I was so comfortable having in my life to prove my worth to people to earn people's love love was I personally felt like love was never given it was always had to be earned in my life and it's a story that I work on not telling anymore because I don't like that I think we are I think life is love I think being alive is love I think that I am full of love and I think by that definition, I think just by being alive, that means that I deserve to be given love without, you know, <laughs> what the word is. <laughs> I, I I should just be given love freely, just as much as I give my love freely. Um, and I think in my career, I, I think this is what it is. I think I've been so scared in my relationships of asking for what I deserve, of setting boundaries, of communicating, of showing up for myself and standing my ground. I think I've been wanting to avoid being that person so bad, all the work that it takes, all the loneliness that comes with that because inevitably when you have self-worth, you're going to attract good people to you, but you're also going to attract people on a lower vibration that that want to like suck your energy from you basically. They want what you have. But being, you know, I think your environment really affects you. The people that you're around really affect you. And if you're around negative people all the time and you allow yourself to be around that um kind of vibration, kind of mindset, that's self-harm you're not doing you're not respecting yourself you know what did i say the universe isn't testing you it's giving you the opportunity to show up like it's giving you these people like hey do you want to be treated this way is this how you want to be loved is this what you want to experience in your relationships is this how you want to feel every day I think I was so busy avoiding all the work that it takes being in a relationship, a healthy one. And you know, granted I think with the right person it it isn't work, I think. You know, you sh- like I said, you share the load. They you aren't just your singular dish having to go out and buy another dish, like they bring their own plate. But at the same time, I think I was so busy avoiding all of that. That I was like, I'm just going to focus on my career. I'm just going to be a career woman. That the universe, that my subconscious was like, no. Like, you need to learn this. Listen, if you're not going to do it through relationships, if you're going to go and be absent for almost three fucking years, if you're going to not date people, if you're going to, like, seclude yourself from experiencing love, if you're going to keep attaching yourself to unavailable people, if you're going to keep doing that, like, we'll bring you the lesson in a different way. And it did. I... I'm not trying to talk down about my last job. I learned so much. At Where I recently worked. I got a new job. I started on Monday. Um, I learned so much. Bad management is good management. Because they teach you how not to be. They teach you what kind of leader you should be instead. And it makes you that more grateful when you do have good management. It helps you see. Like wow. It helps you be really grateful. Like this is. They really know a lot. I'm really learning a lot from them. I need to take all of this in while I can. And not letting the bad things consume you. Letting it just teach you. Um, But I think what I learned most... I learned so much. I really learned how to stand up for myself. I learned how to communicate. Um, I learned how to trust in myself and my abilities and my skills and my hard work to love myself and love like know that I'm worthy I am worthy um something I wrote down um this was something that I wrote down in my journal and I'm going to share it with you. This is like an hour podcast. Holy shit. Um, I've learned a lot with my time working at fill in the blank. <laughs> Some about being a leader and various skills it takes to run a clothing store. But I've learned the most about myself. Everything eventually has an ending and accepting less for myself ends today. I am worthy of being treated good. I am smart, talented, and hardworking. I do not need others to see my value. I see it. I do not need others to approve. I prove. It's funny because I felt the universe has been trying to teach me this lesson through relationships, which I have chose to ignore. I thought if I focus on my career, I won't need to worry about healing those other things but the universe brought the lesson within my career until finally I had to make the choice of whether I wanted different, wanted better, and whether I could decide if I deserved and was worthy of better. Now that I have realized this lesson through my work, it is so much clearer for me that when it comes to relationships, these values hold true throughout the whole of my existence and I'm grateful for this experience and lesson. So, you know, what I've learned the most is that When people do not see your value. When they put you down. When an experience is not letting you live up to all that you are. You need to love yourself enough to say, hey, like it's time to move on. I'm not going to let fear keep me here where I do not belong. I am going to go after whatever it is I want to next. And that might change and then that will change and then it'll all keep changing and it'll all keep going. But that's the point it's supposed to keep going. I'm not supposed to say stagnant. I'm supposed to keep learning. I'm supposed to stand up for myself. And I, I've le- that's the lesson I learned. I learned to stand up for myself and my job. It became a point that I was so miserable that I needed to leave. But this was no longer suiting me anymore, so I I needed to trust myself and know that it always works out, and that I got my back. That it, that I'm that I'm doing what's best for me, and that's all that matters. I'm taking care of myself. That way, I can take care of others in the way that I want to. But I'm never going to be any use, any inspiration, if I'm not an inspiration to myself first. Um, And just learning that lesson in my career, I know I'm not going to take less in a relationship than what I deserve. I am worthy, and I am confident, and I'm secure, and I know what I want, and I'm willing to work towards it. I know that it's going to be work, but I'm willing to try, and I deserve someone that brings their own plate. I deserve someone that doesn't ask me to fix them when they are broke. I deserve someone to say, hey, like, I'm working on some things right now. I just want to be transparent with you. But as I'm working on these, I want you to know I'm here for you and I value you and, you know, thank you for being there for me and vice versa. Yeah, I think that's all I have to share. Thank you for tuning in to this, I think, longest podcast I've had, um, except maybe that one with my sister. Um there's a questionnaire you can answer on Spotify, you can send me a voice memo, um, love to hear what you're thinking, um, I've had a few people send me stuff, I really appreciate it, thank you all for any kind of feedback, it's great hearing your point of view and where you're at in your life, it's one of my favorite parts of the human experience, is just being able to share things. Um, there's a poll on there, there's a link where you can contribute to the podcast, um, you can contribute the most by following, sharing, giving me a five-star rating, um, (laughs) I just imagine, like, one day, I'm manifesting this, someone's gonna give me, like, a five-star review, and be like, I don't know, just by the sound of her sexy-ass voice, it sounds like she got a thick-ass booty, because that would just make my day, honestly, I'm not gonna lie, um, (laughs) Because I'm just saying, like, that's true. Um, (laughs) I just dyed my hair, and it's so soft, and I just keep running my hands through it. Okay. I'm in my blondish era. I'm, like, strawberry blonde, like, really kind of, like, golden ash blonde, whatever. My hair was a little yellow, but it's... We're okay now. Um, I'm in a new era. New job. No more putting myself last. Uh... Just starting to commit to myself and what I deserve and what I want. And just being excited, being happy, being grateful that I have this moment to decide to do all of these things. You know, and just being the love that I want to receive. I think that's the most important thing. Um, thanks for listening. Catch me next time on On An Impulse.